1: Here it is. It is hour three of the Randy Corcoran program, and Matt Dunn guest hosting this evening. Something I've been honored to do, you know, here and there a little bit over the past few months. And I am sure thankful that the great brother Randy sat in for me last Sunday, hosted Backbone Radio, did a beautiful, wonderful job. May I say, oh man love it when we get the chance to help one another out, help a brother out. And just from time to time we do this. I don't know, a bit of a tag team operation, right? You know, talking about we were talking about MMA earlier. UFC. Hope Colby Covington wins tonight. Wins it for MAGA tonight. But yeah, I was uh you know, we we try to try to find a way to do a family vacation. Um You know, every year we try to find a way, you know, before the kids get too much older and, you know, uh, we don't uh, we don't want to look back on these years and say, oh, we should have gone there. or We should have done that. We just find a way to carve out a little time. It's never easy. Right. But, uh, yeah, we went off to Hawaii. We went out there and hung out on the island. And I applied an awful lot of sunscreen. I'm definitely not in the phase of life where I do any efforts at tanning (laughs) this is i would rather just uh... you know and i somehow we got this like mineral sunscreen i guess in hawaii you need to have the mineral sunscreen and it just makes you like pasty pasty white which i already am of course but then you throw that on and it's like really not cool but you know hey, that's not the phase of life i'm trying to be in (laughs) so i just lather on and you know you go out there and it's you know gosh the weather out there in uh, Maui stays like within like a five to eight degree range from the low to the high every day in Maui. It's kind of crazy how the weather is in Hawaii. And I mean, we get five degree swings in like five minutes here in Denver Metro. You notice that? You don't like the weather? Wait a minute, right? So, you know, it's any time of day, it's like the same. So good for Hawaii, Anyway, I thought I would just, you know, share a vignette. We talked a little bit about it and um, host Mike Boyle, the restaurant show. I was listening to him earlier today, and he was talking about, you know, some of his travels and, you know, some of his tips for getting on airplanes and how you travel and all that. And, you know, we you do the red-eye flight, as we did. We got on the plane kind of late in Hawaii, and, you know, you fly all night long and then you land. And the idea is to try to get a little sleep, right? You sleep on the way back. I guess that's how it's done. And um, anyway, so I happened to get a seat that does not recline at all. And so I had, and we had a little flight delay. So we were sitting on the plane for an extra hour. So I think it was about eight hours of having to sit straight vertical. And I don't like the posture of airplane seats. If I can just, do a little TMI or, you know, too much information or, you know, they they force your posture forward. It's like, I I like to, you know, kind of sit up, but but the way these airline seats work is that they they scrunch you forward and you have to lean your head forward and they, they bend your shoulders in. And me being a stickler for posture, you know, I find that, you know, maybe not my, you know i can I can whine about it a little bit, but you know i, I never complain. I would never like point that out or say, Hey, this seat doesn 't recline <laughs> that 's just not my style i 'm just more of the yeah, you just you just take it, you know, just adapt to it, you can handle it, whatever it is. I'm just just handle it don 't be a whiner until you get to the radio, then you can just like bloviate and be like oh it's life's so hard on vacation in Hawaii, anyway <laughs> just kidding. no the family had a great time. we got four little kiddos, wonderful wonderful lovely amazing wife and we went all out there and and like i was saying to caller brian earlier sitting there vertical for the eight hours and i you know my wife and i have our little baby he's two years old now not a baby i guess he's a toddler in between us and we have this we, we travel with a car seat which we can kind of belt into the seat and i guess that's how you know a lot of families do it with their little 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 ones and so, yeah, he got uncomfortable, and he it was, it was too long to be on that. And so he he hollered a bit. He hollered. So lifted him out of the seat here and there, and, you know, wife and I would take turns holding him. So, I, you know, we ended up holding him, try to give him a little different posture or position. And so, yeah, not only am I sitting there, like, vertical, like having to hunch, but I'm trying to awkwardly, like, try to get the baby in the best posture to allow him to sleep and stop hollering and waking everybody else up. Who had, who did have reclining seats but anyway uh when we uh, when we first got in there to uh, Hawaii um, we uh, you know long flight you know you get there then you then you get to the hotel and so I get the two-year-old out of the car we rented a minivan many Mini, I'm, I'm all about the minivan sometimes I take heat for it but you folks who don't drive minivans out there you are missing the boat and yeah, how's that for cool? You know, he puts on the pastiest white sunscreen he can find, and he drives a minivan. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I get him out of the car seat, and the bellhop comes up, and right when the bellhop gets to me, my two-year-old just loses his cookies all over me, just throws up all over Dad. And the bellhop, you know, gives me that little look. Is like, okay, you guys have had a good trip. And I was like, yes, we have. <laughs> so that was like, you know, hey, welcome to Hawaii. And I'm just covered. So I said, you all happen to have a uh, restroom handy. And so I did get a very friendly, uh, you know, pointed, this is where you go for that. I was like, I appreciate that. And um, I don't I know. Should I do, like, all barf stories, you know? No, come on, come on. Anyway, but, uh, you know, we, we got out there and we did the surfing. And that's one thing I love I'm passionate about surfing although I have to say I am not good at it at all that is I, I always have thought hey you know we're born on skis been skiing since we were three years old our whole family and I go out there and I try to surf and I just I can't do it I mean I just I try and I try and wave after wave and I try to get standing up and ride a wave in and I just I wipe out I just wipe out you know Pratt there goes dad again. Somehow the kids can do it. The kids can just pop up on their board and they can ride a wave in. But there's dad, you know, flinging himself around upside down, twirling around under the wave. Kind of embarrassing. But, I, you know, you just got to keep trying. You just got to do it. And my philosophy is if you, can, if you can ride one wave in, it's worth it. Even if you wipe out a hundred times, if you can get one wave and ride it in, that's worth it, just the glory of that. But I regret to inform you, I did not even get one wave <laughs> written in. I had like a glimpse of, I think I maybe went like 20 feet, maybe 30 feet. And then the wave got all squirrely on me and I was down. Down. Anyway, and you always hope when you go under the water that, you know, your board doesn't clonk you in the head or you hit the fin or whatever. And somehow that never happened. But uh, anyway, so that that we did accomplish and i i chalked that up to just you know trooper points for you know trying to get that going and then um sometimes i try to catalog dad moves like you know sometimes you see internet videos where you know a kid is about to fall off of a something and dad jumps over and catches the kid or saves some incident but so we get on this little boat to go do a little snorkeling and the boat's just rocking and waving and i was like hmm. We're going to have a seasick kid here in a minute, I can just tell. Then we got everybody on there, and sure enough, I, I'm standing over to the side of the boat, and I look over, and I see my two-year-old, and his eyes are starting to bulge <laughs> a little bit. And I was like, oh, boy, he he's about to, uh, shall we say, hurl. He, he's going to lose it. And so I took dad move action, and the boat's just rocking and pitching and i stumble over and i grabbed the little man and i spotted where there was like a little trash can to the side and i mean he was going to go and you know on like other people and he it was going to be a bad scene but i picked him up and i staggered over to where there was a receptacle just in time and he right in there and so i patted myself on the back i don't know if anybody saw that but me <laughs> But once in a while, you know, the unsung dad can jump in and save a little calamity there. So I got that done. But boy, snorkeling, so beautiful. I mean, you can, you know, just, you know, tool around, see all the fish and the stuff. And you don't want to step on those sea urchins. Those are kind of pointy, kind of spiky. But uh, and you always hope you don't see uh, a fish with too big a teeth get too close to you. Didn't have that happen this time. But we... uh we really the kids. You can see the kids' eyes. You know, they get a chance to put us north. They can see all these like crazy fish with all these crazy colors and tropical. It's you know, you feel like oh, we're giving these kids a little chance to do some stuff that's that they don't get to do. You know, uh, very often, and and they they really seem to enjoy it a great deal. And and, and of course, I did. You know, uh, you know, we tried to. I, I would find ways to to try to exercise a bit. You know, we, we, we talk a lot with some of our uh, our really great athletic specimen callers who check in, and one individual, Rick, our marathon man, he runs, you know, so many marathons. It's just really, so, you know, I but I try to get out and run, so I go run up and down. I try to run a 5K uh, at least most days. You know, you try to find a way. Hey, can I work this in? Can I get a little run in? And it's, boy, oh, is it kind of fun to run up and down the coastline and uh, mind you, I'm not running, like, very fast or anything, but, you know, you get out there and do it, you know, and, you know, just, just just do a little movement up and down the coastline. And I did find some days were, like, rather windy, and if you're looking at your watch and you're trying to time yourself, you know, when you're running into the wind, man, that slows you down. That slows you down, and it gets your heart rate a little higher, and you're like, boy, that wind actually does have an effect. But then you turn around and go the other way, the wind at your back... And that's cool because uh, you get all the opposite effects, and suddenly you're like, "Wow, I just ran a pretty fast 5K, <laughs> at least that second half of it." At any rate, but one thing I thought I would, I would touch on, which is a kind of a little different topic than usual, is the concept of uh, contemplative prayer. And uh, the concepts of of healing, and it's uh, there's a there's a Christian tradition. Of contemplative prayer that i'm seeing a little bit of a boomlet on, and uh since a year ago, my wife had a cancer diagnosis, and we're we're working on the healing in every way we possibly can think of in every way we can, and we're doing all the stuff and uh the contemplative prayer's become an increasingly large part of uh of our lives as a family, and I thought maybe i would just I would just talk a little bit about that and uh, and just maybe I'll take a take the break first and talk about you know some of the the healing concepts and the the concepts of some of this prayer that used to be a big part of Christianity, but seems to maybe have been de-emphasized a bit as the centuries have gone on, like what the Desert Fathers once did, or some of the you know like Saint John of the Cross or people like that. Um, so what if what if I talked about this and. I don't know if anyone would have any interest in this kind of thing but I was you know I had a few thoughts about that uh, sitting there on the on the sand in Hawaii about contemplative prayer and some of it how some of it does lapse into a bit of a a Zen Buddhist take on some things which I think can contribute a few worthwhile um concepts to the Christian prayer tradition and uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what you think. Why don't I? Why don't I save that thunder? Take the break here. As yes, we just share a little bit of you know the Hawaii adventures. Went up to that Haleakala. You get over ten thousand feet. So you go from zero feet to ten thousand feet. By the way, in like you know an hour. And that that's definitely interesting. As Colorado people, we can do that. We're high altitude people, right? But I think a lot of folks. They'll drive from the coast up to the top of Haleakala, do a 10,000-foot gain, and all of a sudden, they start feeling a little weird. (laughs) That's like kind of a long ways to go. But uh, boy, that's quite a crater there. And uh, I was telling the kids that I I sure hope that volcano doesn't blow when we're up there. (laughs) No, I wasn't trying to worry them, you know what I mean. But they kept asking, Dad, what if the volcano blows when we're up there? And I said, oh, well, son... It hasn't blown in over 400 years. I think we'll be all right, but uh, I'll be watching very closely. If I see any lava starting to come out, we're getting out of there, okay? We're going to be ready to bolt at any rate. (laughs) It's uh, Matt Dunn. I'm in for Randy Corporan. Let's talk contemplative prayer for what it's worth in just mere moments. Be right back. Uh, It's the Rocky Mountain Way around here. Matt Dunn in for Randy Corcoran this evening. And I somehow got going on some Hawaiian adventures for what they're worth. And I think sometimes, you know, if you just share a few vignettes, it can be uh, okay. And I listened to Mike Boyle share a bunch of his travel vignettes. So I thought, you know what? Let's talk a little bit about some of this stuff. And yeah, I'm not your world's best surfer. But uh, the kids get a good laugh out of dad when <laughs> he's flying off his board backwards. But at least, at least the old guy tries. You know what I mean? But regarding the uh, contemplative player uh, prayer business, just just a few thoughts for what they're worth. Is that I do think that our society and our culture. Has become very screen based, very abstract, very device oriented. And we sit a lot at desks and we sit a lot in cubicles and we've lost our attachment to nature, to stars, to the moon, to trees, to dirt, to soil. And we are constantly bombarded with like images and I don't know, TV shows and movies and electronic stuff all the time. And I think it's kind of warping us a lot. I think our culture is warping quite a bit. And it ties into some of my themes that, you know, you have a handful of people, you know, in positions of power who are controlling these images and controlling these things that we see all the time. And it's making a lot of people, I think, sort of – uh sort of out of sorts and out of kilter and they're off base and they maybe can't find figure out why or why something's off or missing or whatever and I think when it comes to breathing 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 I think the lifestyles that so many of the of us in the modern world lead lead us to breathe shallowly and breathe essentially like through our necks as opposed to the potential to breathe through your lower body okay and there's been a lot of stuff come out on this in recent years James Nestor wrote a great book called Breath in which he was studying a lot of this and it's it's not new to me and in in fact the dental profession we actually study breathing quite a bit physiologically and in a lot of great detail and I've done a lot of work with that actually over the years and my uh my dental career as a as a practitioner brand new office by the way in Centennial 303 225 7575 should you ever need to check in with a dental professional who enjoys very much being able to help people through through whatever dental matter arises and oh man we see it all we see it all and we uh we love to be helpful with whatever we can be helpful with, which is usually pretty darn helpful, may I say. But at any rate, I spent a little time in uh, Japan and South Korea in my early days before going to dental school. And somehow, running around over there, I studied a bit about Zen Buddhism and kind of learned some of those techniques of Zen meditation and Zen breathing and of course, raised Christian and so forth, but I always was curious, you know, what are these? what are these Buddhists doing, like, sitting there? And I remember out my window, when I lived in South Korea, we happened to be right next to a Zen monastery, and I would hear this strange chanting going on at strange hours of the morning, and it sounded like there were frogs, like croaking frogs, and I was so I, you know, I'd go down there and check it out, what are, what are, what are, what are you guys doing? Anyway, so I I learned about some of that stuff and the approach to, to breathing, bodily breathing, which is different than shallow breathing, which I do think is a very useful thing to learn something about and know something about and can have some benefits on the health front. And so... Sitting out there in Hawaii, you know, I tried to carve out a little time. You know, you go sit on the beach, sit on the sand, find a shady spot. Say, so try to do a little breathing. Try to do a little breathing. And I could go into some details on this kind of stuff. But it's interesting that the Zen Buddhist tradition combines and overlaps nicely with the Christian contemplative prayer tradition which if you look into it, there's been all kinds of Christian contemplatives going back eons who were big into Christian meditation and sitting in certain postures and breathing and contemplating and working through prayers in a more bodily fashion. And I do sometimes worry that modern Christianity has gotten a little bit abstract. Does that make sense? A little bit in your head. A little bit cerebral and maybe a little bit more bodily component to it could be a nice addition to Christianity as you're starting to see happen, as you're starting to see people naturally gravitate towards, and you see a lot of Christians getting really into yoga and things like that, and even some of the postural exercises and the Zen sitting kind of stuff can be adapted into some Christian training. Some people think that's kind of blasphemous. But I I don't think so, okay? And I think you're you're seeing that's being more accepted in a lot of ways to have a more bodily and not just cerebral approach to faith. But at any rate, so you sit there, spread out a towel, and perhaps you could uh, sit in a certain posture. The Zen people sit in the half lotus posture or the full lotus posture, a certain way you can cross your legs, get your spine straight, And there's a lot of good books about this, by the way. Uh, Shunryu Suzuki, Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind is a wonderful book describing some of these basic postures. And by the way, in the Christian contemplative tradition, you can look at St. John of the Cross, Thomas Keating, Thomas Merton, some of the Trappist monks, William Johnstone, different. uh, A lot of it comes out of the Catholic tradition, the breathers there. Um... But, you know, you can spread out your towel, get a a little shade if you're like me and you can't do, like, all that much sun without turning different colors, (laughs) like red. And um, maybe you have a little ocean out there. Maybe you can hear the sound of the waves. You feel like you're kind of, oh, I'm really far from home. You sit down in a certain posture, and then you start easing into the breathing. And the one thing that I learned from uh, my time in Asia... If you can sit there and breathe, lower body breathing, belly breathing, and if you can count to 108, count to 108, sit there and count 108 breaths. That's hard to do. That's not an easy thing to do. It's very hard to just try this and even make it to five, even make it to 10, may I say. It's not an easy thing. But I will say, for many a year, for many a decade, actually, I have been training on this, and I will just say I, I can I can do 108 easily. Just sit there, do 108, and then sometimes you'll do another 108, then another 108, just keep going, depending on how much time you might have to sit or how much time you feel like you'd like to do it, breathing through the issues that are confronting you, breathing through some of the issues of faith that you are looking into or checking into or that are on your mind. Does that make sense, some of what I am saying? Centering prayer is another name for this kind of thing, and you can look up centering prayer, which I think you're going to be seeing a lot more of and a lot more Christians getting involved in as time goes on, and and frankly, I'm in favor of it. Again, it's just a Protestant Christian individual who's adapting a few things into the regimen based on just, you know, my own interests and travels and so forth. But another little thing about uh, why I talk about posture a lot here on the radio, I always have, and I try to get my kids to have good, hey, you're slouching. But when you spend a lot of time sitting at a desk and practicing dentistry, I think, you know, what we do You're a little bit at risk in terms of your posture for stooping in a little bit, you know, given some of the repetitive motions we do. So I try to train a proper posture while working, but yet, uh, you know, on other occasions. And so if you can sit with your back straight and get your shoulders back just a little bit, and sometimes you can press your hands a little bit, um, just a little bit above your knees to get that back that back a little bit more upright. And if you can do, think of it maybe as just breathing training and posture training. And if you can do that a bit, I think, I think that there can be some positives there. And you can tune out the noise. You can tune out the screens. You can tune out the propaganda. You can listen. You can hear the waves. Say you happen to be in some place like Hawaii where you've escaped to, right? You can pay attention to your surroundings. You can maybe get a little bit of, of nature. and I mean, Most of the time, you're going to be doing this indoors, right? You don't necessarily need to do it outdoors, which can bring a host of, uh, of competing distractions. And that's one thing that I noticed, you know, sitting there by the beach, <laughs> breathing. What's that guy doing sitting over there? That's weird. Anyway, uh, counting to 108 silently inside your own head. But uh, there was a bunch of uh, bugs flying around, and they land on you, and they start crawling on you, you know, like flies or whatever. Nothing especially threatening. I don't think there was any wasps or bees or cockroaches, stuff like that. That will be hard to – but what if – this is what I was, you know, working on. You could sit there and do your breathing and say, you know, okay, a bug lands on you. Say you got three or four on you or five on you, and they're like buzzing around your ears or your neck what if you just keep on breathing? What if you just keep on concentrating? What if you just kind of plow through that and let those bugs do whatever they're going to do? They're not going to bother you. Don't let them throw you off. And that's something that comes from the Zen tradition of the 10,000 things. What you hear referred to as the 10,000, you're always going to have the 10,000 things weighing in on you, trying to distract you, trying to throw you off, trying to prevent you from leading your best life. Sometimes it's a few key things that are challenging. Life is never easy. Life was not meant to be easy. No philosopher will ever tell you that life is supposed to be easy. Unless, of course, it's Karl Marx. and <laughs> Karl Marx says, life will be You know, heaven on earth, once we implement Marxism, you'll never have a worry or a problem again. Or like Dr. Seuss's book, I Had Trouble in Getting to Sala right? And Sala that's where you just live perfection. It's like heaven on earth. Does that ever happen? No. You're always going to have the 10,000 things, and even you can escape to some beach somewhere You know, you get all the way out there, you get to some beach and you're in some like tropical paradise and you're sitting there in the sand, on your towel, in the half lotus position, and you've got all these bugs crawling on you. (laughs) You see, you can't escape it. No matter how far you get, you cannot escape the 10,000 things. But I do think that there might be some value and some merit in learning how to plow through those 10,000 things or not like knock them down or beat them down, but to sort of not let them throw you off and accept them in some ways and work through them in some ways and keep on keeping on, keep on breathing through them. And I don't know if any of this kind of makes sense. But I think, I think that there is something to this, And I do think that, um, you know, I mean, why do people do yoga? Why do people do all that? Why is that catching on like wildfire in this country? I think it is answering a certain physiological need and a a need that people might not know that they even have a need for in our, again, screen-based, abstract, in-your-head, cerebral environment we are living in. We're looking to... Reconnect with the body a little bit in some way or another. To realize we are not just heads walking around. We are not just gray matter walking around. We are bodies and minds, and maybe there is actually not uh, some big distinction between them. The body and the mind are not these, like, separate things, two separate universes, which you worry about. That maybe some strains of Christianity are emphasizing the head part, the head part, and forgetting that we are attached to bodies, or maybe in some ways even denigrating the body. And I was listening to seven ten KNUS, and it was a healthcare-related program, and individual was like quoting Bible verses about uh, you know the body is the temple and so forth. And again, Christianity has been there. Um, if you look into the traditions. Thinking of the body as the temple that you want to maintain and you want to be as healthy as you possibly can so that you can be a more useful inhabitant of this planet and of Christendom. Does that make sense? Respect that. Take care of it. Treat it well. Try to make the decisions. And no one does it perfectly. And, you know, you shouldn't even try to do it perfectly, but, you know, you should try to you know do what you can to maintain what you've been so blessed to be given and to be offered and so forth but anyway uh you know some some of the, the, the if if you breathe from the core breathe from the belly the centering type prayers can help uh can help you work through some stuff and i just i just say this is you know our family has not had the easiest year in some ways as we're working through My wonderful, beautiful, amazing, loving wife's cancer diagnosis—you know—it's—it's not. But can you can you find some things that can 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 help you find the fortitude to work through some of it? Okay, and then you know, can you can you add some potential, some health benefits? And I, I will tell you physiologically and from what we do professionally that when you can get some deeper breathing going. It's better on your overall system. And it. you can't just dive into this kind of thing. You, you maybe have to look into it a little bit. Some of this might sound like a completely strange foreign information. I've never heard of this. Whoever heard of it? Whoever heard of this stuff? But it's out there. And it's been out there for a long, long, <clears throat> pardon me, long time in some traditions that are enduring and are very, very well respected. So why don't uh, don't I just, you know, that was just all, that was like 40 minutes of completely spontaneous rambling about some stuff that just was kept popping into my head. I don't know what's to it, but I think there's something to some of this, okay? Are there any answers in there? I don't know. But I think that there's something to it, and I think there's a lot of people... Without even knowing it, are yearning for this kind of stuff and longing to have this sort of a component to their lives, and I don't think there should be obstacles that should be put in the way of approaching these kinds of things. Okay, and I think um, who was it, Friar? I read the book about uh, this guy is a he's a he's a a, a, Christ, a Catholic monk, and I can't remember what tradition he's in. But he thinks that, you know, and he was stationed in Japan. He said, hey, you know, Japan, the Zen Buddhists have a lot to add to what we're doing in Christianity. And he went off on that, and I thought, you know, he's got a point. Add a few things in. At any rate, uh, that's different topic stuff than we usually do around here, but uh, we'll, we'll get off of it soon, <laughs> although the lines did fill up. If anybody on the line, if you could hang on... We'll get to everybody, and we'll just we'll say some hellos. Let's take a little break. It's Matt Dunn in for Randy Corporan, and we'll be right back after this. There we go. The faces back when Rod Stewart was their front man. Hey, I'm liking Brother Corporan's bumper music around here. I, I tell you, he's he's in the running. I don't know. It's, uh, it's 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 between Corporan and Backbone and Jimmy Singenberger for the best bumper music on the planet. And we'll all have our biases of who comes out on top of that one, right? At any rate, you know, uh, <clears throat> be back tomorrow, Sunday, 4 to 7 p.m. for some Backbone Radio. Matt and for Randy tonight. And, uh, again, so honored to be here and so honored that people are checking in on the, some of these topics that I was just randomly throwing out there. And let's say hello to Guy, Guy the Ref. Glad you're here and... <laughs> Thanks for hanging yeah. on a moment as I was not rambling rough. and rambling, sir.
0: Not roughing the night, but there's a lot what you had to say, and you know, deep breathing is so good for the lymphatic system anyway. Um, you know, making lymph is, is is crucial. But in you know, I was raised Catholic. I'm not so much Catholic anymore, but I occasionally go to a Catholic church. But you know, to me, in contemplative prayer, you know, is like a two. It's a it's a it's a two parts to it. One you know, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. That's part of it. And the other part of it is, you know, uh, subjecting yourself to the will of God and listening to what God has in store for you. And the power of prayer is uh, is an incredible thing. I have I was very, very sick uh, right before I turned 30. I had a lot of people praying for me, and I pulled through.
1: Well done, Guy. So, well by well, you know, my,
0: that. My my dentist died a year ago and I'm gonna give you a call. Okay. So well, you, you are invited, of, I'll tell you. My longtime dentist of forty two years passed away last year from pancreatic cancer. Oh, so sorry and, to hear that. I yeah, wish we could
1: practice forever, you know?
0: Yeah, I know. But I'll I'll give you a call separate appointment. But you know, I, I, I believe it's kinda of twofold. You can have a real good conversation with God and be open to what he wants for you and he's open to what you want for yourself in the world of free will
1: there's yeah a kind of a an acceptance uh in in a ways a, a a resignation but yet free will and action and things you can do and you know sometimes yeah. like when you, you when you do a little bit of sitting and immobility in your breathing it's not like you're doing nothing but it's like action stops and i, I always feel like we got to be in action, action a lot. we got to have, like, high action all day long. That's the way out of stuff. But yet yeah. if you can have a little interval where the action stops and allow... You know, maybe, maybe you, you think of Bible verses, or maybe you're just counting the breathing, or maybe, you know, you're, you're, maybe you're just not even thinking at all or allowing, allowing you know, if, if a thought comes in, you just let that cloud float on through and go out the other side. I There's, get a lot of deep yeah.
0: breathing and exercise refereeing high school basketball.
1: Well, Believe well me. done.
0: <laughs> you know, run, run. We run on average about two point two miles per game.
1: Wow. So, well, you, you, whatever. What you overcame it when you were thirty. You're out there hoofing it around the court with the kids.
0: Well, I salute you, know, you I'm guy. Doing, I'm doing it all with steroids. I have pituitary tumor.
1: Okay. Okay. Fair yeah. enough.
0: And I had, I had, I had trouble. Uh, I was. Uh, hemorrhaging in, in in uh recovery. So that's where the problem was. But uh
1: Well yeah,
0: bless you, you. I'm, for I'm here. for Still trooping
1: here. right through all of that, guy. Okay. Bless you. All right.
0: We'll, we'll see you soon.
1: Yes, sir. I am so honored you checked in, guy. All the okay. best to you. Right okay. on Take care. you all bet. Right. And let's let's keep on saying hello. It's wonderful, wonderful conversations with a guy when he has chances to check in with us over the years and Carly in Highlands Ranch. How are you, Carly? Welcome.
2: Well, it's Mr. Hawaiian Tropic.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he of the mineral sunscreen. Yes.
2: <laughs> you know, I caught the last part, and that's why I'm calling, because I want to make sure I understand this, because I've meditated for a long time, but I haven't for past two, three years, for many reasons. And I keep looking at 2024, and I know how stressed out and everything that I'm going to be, because I'm already stressed out about it. But anyway, so I was made it, one of my resolutions is I was going to start meditating again. So you're, that I need to find a new way, because I've tried, my old, it's just not working. So breathing from... Your lower abdomen. Yes, and you say a hundred. You count a hundred and eight times. Is that what you said? You breathe in and out a hundred eight times. That's
1: that's just something that it's that's something I brought over from the Zen tradition <clears throat> into me, just a Protestant kid from Colorado.
2: Well, but, same. But I'm I, Methodist, so okay.
1: Yeah, and um, you know the if you can get into a certain posture, and the idea is try not to move. You know, if you get an itch or okay. if a bug is, like, try try not to. And you actually find that your mind can work through it. Your mind can work through the distraction. Maybe once I did draw the line. If a bug went up my nose, I would not allow that to happen sitting there in Hawaii. You know what I mean? I said, oh, yeah, you can't. But uh, there there are limits, right? But. You know, get in a good posture, a certain position. Right, good
2: posture and the breathing is so important. I know, but
1: and you can start to feel the the belly going in and out, kind of like a balloon is inflating.
2: Is, the goal is 108 times. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, at least that's that's at least what this guy does. You know, if you can get to 108, and don't expect yourself to get to that. You know, oh, I won't. If you can get to 10, that's good. If you can get to 20, that's amazing. 108 I think takes quite a bit of training. It's Breathing so, it's in so and out. easy to get thrown off track. Breathing in and out. Yes. Uh um, meaning meaning you you count one breath, one of the 108 would be the in and the out counts as one. The okay. the next in and out counts as two, if that makes sense. Some people right, do it right. in is one, out is two, no. but I think it's easier to count a full breath cycle as the one. Okay. Yes.
2: Because the oxygen, people don't realize if you do deep breathing, it can change your entire consciousness. It really can. I don't yeah. know if you've ever experienced that, but I have.
1: Yes. yes. It,
2: I mean, it's, and it, I forget about it because there's so much pounding us every single day. And until you start talking about that, I forgot about it. And I did this for years. But anyway, well, I will be a, calling it's going to be me, a
1: good time to get it back because there's yes. always so much political turmoil. Right going on, and you're going to be bombarded with so much stuff, and a lot of it is just so frantic. But if you can just remember that we're just all sitting here breathing. That's all we're doing, <laughs> and, we're sitting here breathing. That helps, I think, in some way.
2: Well, I really appreciate you, because, you know, I was supposed to hear you say that. So that's that's a great <laughs> thing for me. No, seriously, because <laughs> I'm going, this didn't work, before, you know. Anyway, and the only other thing I will say is, I have yet to hear any Tennessee Ernie Ford.
1: You know... <laughs> I actually went through and looked up his archive and I'm having a hard time translating new stuff into the system just now okay. but I'm I'm working on that. And I listened I mean, to Christmas, some of his gospel songs. He there, he gospel, is great.
2: Oh, yes. Awesome. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. Well,
1: Carly, and I'll be back on this topic I think as time goes on. I uh, think that, that there's that would
2: be wonderful because it's a very positive thing to talk about from time to time, so I appreciate it.
1: And over these next eleven months, we're going to need it, Carly. Are we going to (laughs) live?
2: Thanks, Matt.
1: All right. All the best to you.
2: Same to you and your family. You bet. Thank you so
1: much. Let's keep on saying some hellos here. Nancy in Denver. Howdy, Nancy. Thanks for being here. Hey,
3: Matt. Oh my gosh, what a fantastic topic! It's like, and I tuned in just when you were you said contemplative prayer, and I'm going. Am I really hearing this right? They're talking about it on KNUS.
2: Well, this, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's um, yeah. Talk about it this coming year as much as you you can because it's so needed. So many people need to hear about your breathing technique, about centering prayer. Yes. Um, I've done centering prayer. <clears throat> for many years. Um, and the, you know, the gift of it is that it really helps to evacuate some of the, well, a lot of the debris in our nervous system.
1: Yeah. Let some things pass through. Like you can visually, you can have your mind so full of like clouds and some of them are dark clouds, but if you can ease, let those clouds just ease on out the other side. If they come back again from the other, let them ease on through again. Right? You can kind of yeah. let let things go a bit. Right?
3: Yeah. And don't push them away. Gently. Just allow. Gently allow let them, them. Yes. Come up.
1: Oh, Nancy, you you, you're it? I can tell you're an expert in this. <laughs> you you oh, you, you have this habit. <laughs> yeah good
3: well yeah i've i've done it for a long time i i'm not an expert but you know um the guy that introduced it here in this country is uh father thomas keating
1: keating yes i've got a few of his books and he's fascinating dude to read yes
3: oh he is well unfortunately he passed a few uh years ago but yeah his legacy still continues but you know this thing of centering prayer it's been around for uh many 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 years it's an ancient tradition and i love it because you know it's a form of christianity and uh, i'm a follower of christ yes um i'm not likewise yeah okay yeah and i'm not a i'm not in the conservative arena but it doesn't matter you could be in any arena or not even in, in a you know an arena but um it is so needed, I think, any of these techniques. Yes, um, as, and now yeah. more
1: than more than ever, in my opinion, yes. especially given the way we live now and the electronic yes. culture that we live in, I mean, our, our bodies are kind of left out of the equation in, in too many unfortunate ways, but, oh, I'd keep yes. going if I could— and uh yeah. golly, and uh, the lines are still full. But Nancy, um I'm really? gonna get back to this topic, and if you would check back in again at some point if you have a window. Oh, so thank I'll you, bless you for being oh. here. And uh Annie and Santana, I'm sorry, I have just run out of time tonight, Annie, but we'll we'll be back on this topic, the mindfulness topic. We maybe we'll call it that. But hey, it's Matt Dunn In for Randy Corcoran this evening. And, uh, I'll be back tomorrow, 4 to 7 p.m. We'll, we'll do this again, but only better.